welcome to the Moms of Truth podcast. My name is Alicia, your host. And as it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, I believe all scripture is breathed by God and is useful for teaching and correcting how we live and how we shape our children. It prepares both us and them for every good work God has planned. Welcome to today's episode. We are on the topic of discipline, which we kicked off last week and started by asking God to examine our hearts to reveal any hidden faults that we may have in our heart when it comes to our response and reactions in disciplining our children. If you missed it, take some time to check it out because it really is just a good and healthy way for us to start this discussion. Today, we are going to take a look at the goal of discipline and what God says about our role and responsibility to do so. Let's start with some prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to grow in faithfulness and to be trained by your word that we may be made into the image of Christ along with our children. Father, as we search your word, would you bless us with understanding, guidance, and truth? For it is these things that we cherish and desire above all else. Father, would you help us to see Christ in everything we read from your word and in how we live out our lives. We thank you for the gift of motherhood. And Father, may we be good stewards of those gifts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last week, I left you with Proverbs 29, 17, discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Why? Because in disciplining our children, they learn to do away with foolishness, with sin, and instead they are trained and held accountable to do the right thing. It's a loving thing for us to be diligent in disciplining our children. And scripture reminds us that this is how our father in heaven shows that he loves us. Hebrews 12 uh, verses 5 through 12 It says, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure his divine discipline, remember that God is testing you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you, as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his child at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. 
So God, a loving father, takes a role in the growth of his children. His desire is for each of us to reach full maturity and to keep close fellowship with him. After all, isn't that why he sent his son Jesus into the world? That we would be reconciled back to him? And it's his great love and mercy that corrects us in our life so we might stay the course and walk the narrow path and keep close to him. So what is the goal in disciplining our children? This week, I want you to really consider, pray, and think about what it is you wish to accomplish through your times of discipline with your children, because this will help set you on the right path to take healthy steps in doing so. For me, the goal in disciplining my children is that they would be disciplined individuals on their own, able to stand firm, having self-control, because they desire to honor God in all they do. And I accomplish this through means of discipleship. My children know that correction is good for them. Consequences and punishment, those things never feel good and they don't enjoy them. But when I ask them if they think it's fair and if it's good for them, they always say yes. A few months ago, my daughter and I were shopping at Old Navy and we were in the checkout line, which is full of last minute buys and temptations. She's spinning the jewelry display, checking out basically anything that sparkles or glitters. So I look down at her and she has both hands behind her back and eyes wide gazing up at me. Immediately, I knew she had taken something. So I asked her, Allie what do you have? Now on her face was this look of, I really don't want to say anything because I want this thing that I have, but I have a feeling my mom's going to know if I lie. (laughs) So she waits a few seconds and without saying anything, brings it out from behind her back to show me a gold ring with a huge shining emerald on top of it. (sighs) I just sigh out this long breath of disappointment tell her to put it back, and then we deal with it um, as soon as we get into the car and then again later when we got home. Um, So a few days later, my children and I were meditating on this scripture, Hebrews 12, 11, that says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful, but afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained by it. And so I took this opportunity to bring up this incident that we had at Old Navy and me and her siblings talked about what would happen if I didn't catch her or if I chose not to discipline her. My kids said, well, she would probably steal again and then again and then again, and then it would eventually just drag her away from God further and further. And that's not good because we want to be close to God. So after our discussion, my daughter comes up to me and says, Mommy, I'm glad you caught me and corrected me because I don't want to be bad. And if you didn't punish me, then I wouldn't learn my lesson and that wouldn't be good for me. And then she gives me a hug. Now, of course, my daughter had 
other consequences to deal with other than just discipling her um, that me and her father decided upon. But more importantly, this was a golden opportunity for me to disciple her, um, to educate her about what God's word says about sin, to train her in practicing genuine repentance, to point out the importance of self-control and enlighten her about the traps of temptation and where our strength is found. But most importantly, that she has a responsibility to do the right thing as a child of God, not just to clear her name with me and her dad, but her heavenly father who sees all and knows all. She must live a life of honesty, discipline, and obedience to keep right relationship with God. She doesn't just answer to me, but to him. Let's talk about our role and responsibility to discipline our children. We know that from what we read earlier that God disciplines his children, but we also share in that with him. It's not all on him. This is not one of those things that we can say, oh, God's got it and step back from it. He's very clear that we are to take part in it. Proverbs 19.24, discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. Proverbs 10.17, people who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. So in that same way, if we fail to correct our children, they will go astray. Proverbs 23, 12, don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment won't kill them. Physical discipline may very well save them from death. Before we finish, I want to leave you with the story that's found in the Old Testament. A man named Eli and his two sons who were high priest in the tabernacle. Back then, because Christ hadn't come yet, people went to the priest, brought burnt offerings to atone for their sins, and then the priest would take them and intercede on their behalf. His two sons, Eli's two sons, were taking advantage of the people of Israel who were coming to them to atone for their sins. They were abusing their position of authority and, and power and engaging in great sin themselves as they played the role of high priest atoning for the sins of others. Eli, their father, knew about their behavior. And I encourage you to read the whole story in 1 Samuel. But here's chapter 3, verse 13. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. In summary for today, my goal in disciplining my children is to disciple them and make them disciplined children on their own, to teach them to honor God with their actions, thoughts, and behaviors. What I believe equips them to do that in a genuine way is by falling deeply in love with their Savior, 
Jesus, the more they understand about why Jesus died on the cross, the more his suffering and the power of his resurrection penetrates into their hearts, the more they will crave to please him, to do what is right, to be obedient and disciplined without me having to correct their every decision. The cross is what makes them right and strengthens them to do right. A deep understanding of salvation is what gives them a new heart to crave righteousness and wisdom. As mom, it's my duty to help them along the way develop a hatred for sin, an understanding of the gospel, and to hold them accountable to their heavenly father. So I hope that you will tune in next Monday, Mama, because we are going to talk more specifically about ways to discipline our children that is both biblical and fruitful. Be sure to check out Moms of Truth on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and leave us a review. I would really appreciate it. Until next week, Mama, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all. Thank you.